0: it's great to be here with you with those who are here in this room and for those who are online it's just wonderful isn't it to be worshipping God together today amen I wonder if you had any projects that you've been doing over these last few months while we've had to stay at home a lot more a lot of people have I know a lot of people have been knitting and cooking and gardening I reckon all the vegetables must be up and and pretty well ready to pick by now mustn't they or we've found out vegetable gardening's a bit harder than we thought it was, one or the other. One of the things I've looked at has been our family tree. It's something I've never really paid much attention to. You know, where we come from, who do you think you are? It's fascinating to look back and to see where we've come from and to think maybe we've got a Viking or a real king or a convict or a famous person in our past who might be part of who we are. But you know, much as I've enjoyed the process and to reflect on and to be thankful for the past and to wonder what those people were really like and how they came to Australia, I've also realised this, that the greatest influences on my life and that those who make me most who I am And not as much those in my distant past, but those who've been in my actual lived life. Those in my present and even those here in this room today and online today. I don't know what and who have been the influences on you and maybe even how you think you're limited or hemmed in by your heritage or the past. But because we're hearing this together today in the context of a service of worship of God through Jesus Christ, I know you and I have or are beginning to have a shared experience of a special gift God has given to each one of us. And this is the gift. A community of people whose aim and purpose is to see every one of us become all that we were made by God who loves us. A community of people whose aim and purpose is to see all of us become all we were made to be by the God who loves us. What a wonderful gift. For me, one of the most powerful influences in my life was when my family moved from the country to Adelaide when I was just three or four years old. And we were moving mainly because my younger sister, had a serious medical issue that would require multiple surgeries over a number of years. We were a large family already, mum and dad and six children and one on the way and three more to come after that. Now, one of them is my sister sitting in the room this morning. We were a family in dislocation. We were a family with needs. But when we moved into Adelaide, we were blessed as a family to come into contact with something God has designed for people just like you and me, a loving and caring local church community, a local church community who welcomed us and allowed us to become, all of us, part of its community. For me, a community to grow up in, to have fun in, to make friends in, to experience God in, with a sense of being able in my own time to personally accept Christ and be able to explore how he may have gifted me My wife Alison and I preached our first sermon together as a group of teenagers preaching the fruit of the spirit to that church community. When I think about it, it would have been completely impossible for me to be who I am today without the gift of God that is the local church community. And I know that there are people in this church who've grown up in this local fellowship and whose testimony is that this community has been for them their family. We are brothers and sisters in a very special way. That is the gift we give to each other through Christ. Today it's great to be preaching this message but I am just as thrilled, maybe even more thrilled that tonight Esther is preaching a message on the same topic because I'm thrilled that children can grow up here and be encouraged and nurtured in life and faith and become all that God has for them to be in this real community of God. Amen? Not a perfect community. It probably stopped being perfect the day I came here. (laughs) But a community centred on him, committed to each other and seeking to live in love and care in him. Maybe you can identify with me in the way you've been blessed by this church community. Maybe you've even grown up in this church community. Maybe you've come newer to the community and don't have that long experience or maybe even you have bad experience of some church in the past. Whatever our past, it need not be the thing that defines us anywhere near as much as can the power of being right now in a real local church community, which we are as we hear this word together. In this room now, at 11 o'clock, when the Chinese folk meet at half past one, at five o'clock when Esther preaches online, we are a community, a real community of God's people. For if there's one thing this pandemic has caused us to realize is that we can and even must continue to be a community for one another, even when we can't all be together in the same room at the same time. And you know, this isn't new at all for the Christian community. The Apostle Paul in prison is one of the best examples we can have of this. Like when he wrote to the Colossians in modern-day Turkey from prison in Rome, 2,000 kilometres away. Now, you'd have to call that physical distancing, wouldn't you? I don't think he could catch anything at that distance, but he could give something... Colossians 2.5 says, For though I'm absent from you in body, I'm present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. I'm present with you in spirit. My prayer and hope is that we'll continue to be and grow in being a community in this deep spiritual way, a community for Christ and in Christ, and so that we all and many new people from around here and around the world will experience God through this church community gathered around King Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful prayer? Because when we look at scripture, we see a remarkable thing. We see that when Jesus came, community came. We know that God is always in community. Father, Son and Spirit in deep, inseparable community. And so when Jesus came, community formed around him. In calling the twelve to mission... He began a new type of community, a community not gathered in a particular place or for particular rituals, but a community gathered around Jesus. And the community grew. Men and women and children joined this community, and from this enlarged community, he called the 72 into mission, and the community grew. We know that there were men willing to leave everything to join this community. Women who used their own resources to support this wonderful movement of a godly, loving, freeing community they were seeing opening up before their very eyes. Children being changed by the touch and the blessing of Jesus. People being healed and given value. Crowds of community so large that Jesus could sometimes hardly get to rest. And the parties and the meals with those he allowed into his community that shocked the religious types eating and drinking with those who many would have written right off as no value and irredeemable. And what we learn is that wherever Jesus is, authentic, caring, compassionate, inclusive community will form around him. And his community showed a new picture of something about God that was wonderful and attractive for people to see. He welcomed and healed the sick, fed the poor, touched the outcast, called the lost, welcomed the doubter and forgave the scyther. Remember when he called, despised Zacchaeus down from his tree and welcomed this outcast back into community with God's people. Or when he he honoured the unclean woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years by naming her daughter of Abraham as she was healed by his touch in the midst of community. Well, how being in community was such a sign of who Jesus is that finally it was his breaking of the bread to share together in community that was the sign that opened the eyes of the disciples on the road to, the, to Emmaus that in reality this was the Lord with them. The Lord of community. All of his community seemed scattered as they were spared the agony of the cross he went to for us. But then after his resurrection and the pouring out of his spirit into a community, of 120 waiting souls, what we see is this supernatural reforming of a community around Jesus by God through his Holy Spirit. From all backgrounds they came and 120 became 3,120 by the end of the first day. From all corners of the known world, speaking different languages with different customs to be one together in real Christian community. We see it in Acts 2. Many of us are so familiar with it that wherever Jesus is, there'll be real community. Verse 41, those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Some have called this the Jerusalem experiment. But it wasn't an experiment, it was an experience of what it means for people brought together by the Holy Spirit to be in real community around Jesus Christ. There are different sorts of communities we see. School communities, sporting communities, ethnic communities, but no other community has the DNA of the Spirit of God within it like the church. And so just quickly, I want to share six DNA DNA keys we can look expectantly to see growing within us who are gathered as the community of Jesus Christ. The first one is this. A community who encourage one another towards full devotion to Christ and his cause. Dan spoke about this so very well last week, didn't he? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We live in a world that is going through massive changes, blurring of lines of all sorts is occurring, changes to even what was thought to be right and wrong, changing the idea of truth being true to truth being relative, which means that truth can be True for me, but you can have your other truth, and that can be true as well. But we've gone beyond that now to a time when what is true is constantly in flux, often according to the dictates of those who have the loudest voices for change. But we're not without a rudder to guide us. The community of Christ have the word of God inspired and enlightened by his spirit. Of all people of all times, we must now be devoted to the word of God. We must be willing to hold to the word of God whilst also doing so with the humility to know that the word of God is true but that our understanding of it, our own cultural biases and our presuppositions may well deserve to be challenged. And so we cannot be half-hearted, semi-devoted people when it comes to the word of God. We must devote ourselves to the word of God and what it means to be the community who represent and are infilled by Jesus Christ's spirit in these days. Isn't that true? We open the word of God together. We break the communion life together and we pray together that God will unlock for us and interpret correctly for us his powerful word for our time. You and I can't afford to live the Christian life without personal and community devotion to Jesus and his word. Wherever Jesus is, there will be a community devoted to knowing his ways better. Secondly, a community who live in anticipation of God's supernatural work together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. God stands ready to work in and through a community who follows him with faith and courage. Here in Acts 2... People were amazed at the awe-inspiring works of God. The church is not called to do what we can do in our strength, but what he can do in our midst. That's what we're called to. But notice that the awe-inspiring works of God flowed from human hands and human prayers, wonders and signs performed by the apostles. We can anticipate, we should anticipate God in us and through us working what only God can do. The apostles led the way as those who'd been with Jesus but I believe this was to demonstrate to the church how we as church had a function as we stand in anticipation that God can do supernatural things through us. Whether that be in healing the sick, seeing the gospel save lives or seeing his church flourish as an authentic expression of his body in these days of opportunity for the church. Wherever Jesus is, there'll be trust in the God of awe-inspiring wonders. Thirdly, a community who positioned ourselves to have a strong commitment to one another. All the believers were together and had everything in common. We know this doesn't completely mean that they just had one bank account and they lived in one house because just a little later we learn of people using their personal property generously for Christ and we know that they opened their homes to one another so they still had homes. No, this is a sentence that reflects a deep commitment of each member to the community. We are family together. Do you experience that? I was born with five brothers and four sisters and today I've got hundreds. Is that how you see it? You can have relationship that deep in Jesus' community. Connect groups can be a way to close a relationship if you don't don't yet know that deep relationship that Jesus has for us all. As Jesus himself promised in John, by this everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. Wherever Jesus is, there'll be real relationship and genuine care. Fourthly, a community with a spirit of generosity growing within us. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. In Christian community, we're not blind to the needs of others. In Christian community, sincere care and concern take place between members And when meeting needs demands generosity and sacrifice, and I I thought of putting lots of examples in because I know lots, but I thought I haven't got time. But when meeting needs demands generosity and sacrifice, the Christ filled community is here to help because our confidence in Him to care for us is strong. Out of this flow ministries like Enriched Life and others and it also happens through the countless acts, private acts of generosity that are given within the body of Christ. Wherever Jesus is, there's a generosity flowing from the security we have in Christ and the love we have for our family. Fifthly, a community of joy and laughter. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke Bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. People in healthy Christian community enjoy life. Has anyone here been baptised in lemon juice? Jesus didn't baptise us in lemon juice, did he? But in the Holy Spirit of love and joy and hope and peace. In real Christian community... The joyful spirit of Jesus infuses life and offers joy and hope to others. Wherever Jesus is, laughter can be heard at least as often as tears because he blesses us with joy in life. Isn't that wonderful? And sixthly, a community with a sense of excitement that God is on the move changing lives. They were praising God And enjoying the favour of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Jesus said, he promised, I will build my church. Jesus was adding to their number daily those who were being saved and you know Jesus is still doing that. Have you ever thought about that? The enemy would have us believe that the Christian community and the message of Jesus has no power And I, I haven't checked this exactly, so someone can correct me if they want to do the research, but I know this is true. Every single day of every single year, Jesus is adding to his church those who are being saved. Isn't that wonderful to be part of? Every single day of every single year, Jesus is adding to his church those who are being saved and a spirit-filled Christian community says, Lord, let us share, let us see our share in your harvest as well. Wherever Jesus is, we'll find spirit-filled ways like Alpha and other ways to share the good news as well as we can into our community and beyond. A local church, a real community centred on Jesus is powerful with a power that no one can overcome. All sorts of cultures and kings have tried to, but no one can overcome the spirit-filled local church. It welcomes people in. Even little red-headed, freckled-faced kids like me and people like you. And it changes us by the love and the power and the grace and the spirit of God. And so I just want us to to invite us this morning to celebrate who we are before God and in God this morning, in real community, Jesus' people. To ask him for more, to decide again that real community centred around Jesus matters, matters to us all and it matters for people who aren't even here yet. And perhaps if this is all very new to you, you might today want with me to say, Lord, count me in, count me into your community. What I'm hearing sounds very good to me. In a minute I'm going to pray, just to finish off this, this time of sharing around God's word and then we're going to share communion together. So everyone will hopefully have your elements ready now. I'll pray for the elements and pray for us in community together and then we'll share the elements and we'll go directly then into a time of worship. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you broke the bread on the road to Emmaus and those two disciples knew it was you because for all the things you'd done, all the wonderful things you'd done, all the ways that you'd led people interchange you'd you'd taught in ways people had never taught you'd been for people a friend they'd never seen before you'd healed you'd restored you'd given value and honor but when you broke the bread that day those two disciples knew you are the lord you are the lord who reunites us back together the way we're meant to be you're the one who takes the people who have no family and places them in the midst of God's family. We just thank you this morning for the Christian community. We thank you for this expression of your Christian community. We thank you, Lord, that we're part of what you're doing around the world. We thank you for the bread we take this morning and the cup that represents for us your shed blood. And we pray that as we open and take the bread, we will know that you're the Lord. And as we drink the cup, we'll know your freedom and your joy, and we'll be glad to be your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at hub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.